0: Welcome everybody to episode eighty-four of Disney Plus reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He's a top ten something in my book. I'll let you figure out what list
1: he's on. How's it going, Grant? Great, Phil. Um, I didn't really know what to expect with the intro on that, but I like it. <laughs> You're a top ten something in my book too. Thank you. Yeah, uh,
0: it's be kind,
1: kind of getting awkward start, though. <laughs>
0: Uh, If you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast, usually reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, That is not this episode, though. We are going really in the opposite direction of that. But we thought we'd have a little fun with this episode. We are actually, I'm just going to be totally transparent with you, we are recording this... Uh, from like a, probably more than a week before this actually lands in your podcast feed, uh, coming to you from the past. And so, um, if there's like a big news thing that came out this past you know few days or whatever, uh, we have not experienced it yet. Uh, so you will not hear us talk about it on this episode. We'll get to, we'll catch up to it uh, here in another week. If you. Something on, you know, some surprise drop. You know, Simpsons released a, you know, Black Widow parody <laughs> or something like that. We haven't seen it. Okay, so we, yeah, we we had had to actually because we don't want to skip a week as much as we can. We are actually recording this. Just right after the previous epi- episode with with Jerry McMullen, so we it may sound a little weird out of time whatever, but this is one of those timeless episodes where we're covering like just a swath of different properties on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing today is talking about the top 10 worst movies on Disney plus. And normally we are very positive on the show. We love to just brag and boast about all the fun that we're having on Disney plus but come on, let's be honest there are some there's some junk.
1: Oh yeah, on for sure. So, and we may not agree on it, but that's true. It's out there. <laughs> so, in the eyes of the beholder, that's right. So, we are going to uh,
0: actually start off, kick, kick things off with a couple top 10 lists that are not me and grants. Um, so, so previous guests that we've had on the show, Grant's wife, uh, Caitlin, uh, previous host Jack is going to be on there. And of course Grant and I will give us, give our list. And then we might, we might have another surprise one as well that we, we can throw in as, um, as we kind of move along so uh so yeah what do you want to start with uh we're not going to do news of the week Uh, like i said we haven't experienced that yet uh we're not going to do what else are you watching on disney plus nothing's we literally just finished recording the previous episodes we don't have anything to add uh we'll catch up on those segments later we're literally just going to do top 10 worst and then uh talk about what's coming up on disney plus and that's that's it for this episode so what uh which list should we start with first
1: let's start with jack all right, let's do it. I mean, he's a fun one and <laughs> I feel like he'll kind of just get us into the mood.
0: I'm sure yeah, exactly. I you know, he is the creator and the host of all the episodes of the horrible movie yeah. podcast. And so he he knows a thing or two about some horrible properties out there. And so I I think it'd be really fun, especially, you know, if you've been following us from the beginning of the show, Jack, Jack was co-host for, you know, yeah. About half of the episodes that we've done mm-hmm. so far. So um so yeah, let's let's hear from him. I'm sure he won't be controversial at all.
1: Yeah. So coming in at number ten, we have D three of the Mighty Ducks. Oh
0: my god. You caught me mid cookie on that one. D three? Yeah. Ugh. That breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, it breaks mine too. To even I'm see sure. that on there. I mean, what does what he not like about D3? I I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's positive that it's number 10. I mean, okay. Let's, it is of the three
0: movies, if I was to rank them in, in order of like how much I like them, D3 is my number three. Mm-hmm. I think it's your number one though, isn't it?
1: No, it's my number two. Two.
0: Okay. What's your three? Uh,
1: the first one.
0: The, the very first one. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's right that's right that's but what I, we
1: differ. because but i mean it's not on my list
0: yeah the first one is my is actually my favorite one so we disagree there but yeah. um yeah yeah three it's not a bad movie i i if you saying it's like an actual like legitimately horrible movie i i we're gonna have to disagree there but um i i would agree that it's of the three movies is the you know the bottom so
1: number nine which i haven't heard of this one black hole
0: Oh, that's... Okay, so we actually covered that on this podcast. Okay. Um, uh, Grant, you have to you need to go back and... Yeah, I
1: guess I'll have to listen to, the listen to it. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Black Hole is a... It, we actually did that movie with Jerry. Um, okay. Yes, it was kind of interesting. Uh, Jerry, who was on the previous episode of, of the show and has been on many episodes of uh, of our podcast, helped us review that one. So it is a 1979 sci-fi movie and it's like very low budge like you can tell there's just not a lot of they made mm-hmm. the entire movie for movie for 20 million dollars like oh, okay it's it is so part of what you're watching is just it's just not it, it doesn't i mean a lot of things from 1979 don't hold up but then you have to remember that like the original star wars movie came out in 77 mm-hmm. two years before this movie and that movie holds up very well in yeah. my opinion so it's just they didn't put a lot of money into it, and the the plot is completely wackadoo, and some of the acting is very suspect. So yeah, I I kind of agree with it. I had fun watching it, but it's one of it's one of those where like it's it's just like funny to watch because it's not it's not trying to be funny, but it is. Yeah. So
1: um, number eight, he has Cars Two, which. Um, I'll have to admit, I haven't seen Cars 2. It was kind of like one of those weird times in my life where I was kind of like too old for, like I I think when the first Cars came out, I was in like high school. So like Cars 2 came out, like maybe when I was like a freshman in college or so. I don't even remember when it came out, but I haven't seen Cars 2, but I've heard it's not very good. Yeah,
0: it's not. Um. Yeah, you were definitely not the target audience for that movie yeah. when it came out. Um,
1: Cars two is the um, like it, the spy one, right? Yeah, it focuses more on Mater, is what I've yeah, been told. That
0: was a bad choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. That's not that's not great. I, I I personally don't really care for Cars two or three. And honestly, I'll say something really controversial i i'm not even sure the first cars movie is is that great for me like um i I just think that the franchise for pixar it's a huge miss for me like i just don't don't really understand what they were really going for like this movie seem really off the wall weird to me um and just not I, i just don't think like characters shaped as cars are like inherently relatable at all. Like I everything else I do is like, you just feel for the girl or guy Mm -hmm. that's like kind of at the center of the story. And boy, those characters just do not appeal to me at all. So, um, I I love Owen Wilson. We've talked a lot about him recently on the show with Loki, but it's just not those, those movies aren't good. And the, the, the first one's, Barely passable for me. So, so the so second you, was awful.
1: So you can relate to Jack. Yes, I agree with one. him on cars too. Yeah. Okay, number seven. We have the Last Jedi. Dude,
0: I can't. I can't even. You go first. I can't.
1: I I don't really know where I stand on this one, because I mean, if you break down the trilogies, the the newest trilogy, I would say this is the worst one of the newest trilogy. But I don't think I go. As far to put it on the worst ten on Disney Plus.
0: Here, here are my brief thoughts on Last Jedi. <laughs> I, could, I could talk for an hour on Last Jedi. I kind of like this movie. Okay. Um, I definitely defended it more than Jack did. Like we did a whole episode about Last Jedi, and I, I actually kind of like the movie. There, there are definitely things that are wrong with it mm-hmm. that I disagree with. Didn't, didn't enjoy. But the the big character moments and character reveals and mo- momentum of the story, like as it take as you're watching, yeah, um, uh, Ray like continuing to go through her training and all that kind of stuff. I actually really enjoy it, and I love the interactions between, um, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I I think this movie like really makes it tense, like what's going on between the two of them. So and we get Rose and like all these other cool things. Like I actually, I actually really like a lot of the scenes in that, in that movie a lot. Um, it's not, it's not in the top half of the star Wars movies for me, but it's also not super low either. Like I, I can think of several, like Mm -hmm. two or three star Wars movies that I like less than, yeah. But last Jedi,
1: I think where last Jedi falls flat for me is for, the whole like force awakens we we're hearing about the Snoke character and then snoke snoke whatever <laughs> and um then his time is just short lived
0: yeah i do like that battle scene though like yeah. where they where they're just like mopping the floor with those uh red guard whatever they call them yeah. um and uh I don't know, like that that heroic moment where Ray grabs the lightsaber out of midair, and um, I, I don't know that 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 scene is really cool. It is
1: over really unceremoniously yeah. like for him. I agree. <laughs> um, Coming at number six, Cruella. Really, I didn't know he didn't like this one. Yeah, I didn't even know Jack had seen it. Yeah, so he I,
0: I wonder he probably didn't go to the theater. I I don't yeah. think I heard that he did. He probably just watched this on premiere. Yeah,
1: probably. So, I didn't know he had seen it, but I mean, it's spoiler. It's not on my list, but I mean, I could see where somebody would not like it.
0: Yeah, I think as far as like order of who liked it the most, I'm probably one and you're two and then next yeah. three. Um, I I actually did like that movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I admit that it has its problems, kind of like Last Jedi, but I I actually kind of enjoyed that movie.
1: Yeah. So. Um, number five, we have the sandlot two, which I've never seen that, Yeah. but I mean, the first one is just gold. So, and I mean, they made this one like 15 to 20 years after the original. So I could definitely see where it could be awful.
0: I mean, look at the rotten tomatoes on this one. I have not seen it either. Um, I think we even, yeah, I guess it j- literally just came to Disney plus. Yeah. We were just talking about it a couple couple episodes ago. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 40. So, okay. Yeah, it's pretty low. Not terrible, but yeah. pre- but pretty low. I, I imagine a lot of that is just nostalgia for the first movie, and this movie not even coming close yeah.
1: to matching it. Um, number four, we have Avatar. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, see, like, Jack and I have different
0: tastes on a lot of things, Um I acknowledge that Avatar is not a a great movie, but boy, did I have a lot of fun with the action and just the gorgeousness of that, how it looked on screen. Like I, I just, he, I will speak for Jack because I know his thoughts on this. I've been, I've heard him talk about this movie several times (laughs) and he always compares it to Fern Gully. It's basically (laughs) Fern Gully too. And he's not wrong. Like it is kind of the same premise as Fern Gully. Gully, but I think the, the, the technology of like what they're doing, like to avatar, to embody mm-hmm. like one of these, you know, creatures and how like they're learning about this world as they're like sent to destroy it and stuff like that. Like I, they're going to make more, they're going to make like five, at least five movies yeah. in this series. And it's a big part of the Disney parks now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, this movie's not, this franchise is not going away. And I actually kind of have pretty high hopes for the, the future yeah. of
1: it. So, so, Um, this is a movie I have never seen all the way through, so I can't comment on it. It's kind of long, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Number three, we have Ewoks, The Battle of Endor. Have you seen this? I have never seen this, but I've heard Jack talk about it. Um, boy, a lot of his picks are are not on your list
0: just because they're not like your time period, like to be honest. I mean, to be fair, like... What was the uh, the sci-fi one? Uh, Black hole. Uh, Black hole. Yeah. Black hole is is before his time as well. <laughs> like it literally came out the year he was born. Yeah. But but yeah, he's just seen different movies than you and I. Um, I've seen most of the ones that he's he's mentioned so far. I I don't I don't know. It's a TV movie. Like it was made for TV. Yeah. It probably came out on the Disney Channel. I don't. I don't know. Um. I is this the one with um, Wicket? Yeah, it is. It's Warwick Davis Wicked. I I'm I think I mostly know about this movie because of like video games and things okay. that like where Wicket was a character yep. in them. I don't know that I've actually seen the the made for TV movie. If it's a made for TV movie from 1985, I'm sure it's not
1: yeah very good. I would imagine. <laughs> um, number two, keep the Star Wars rolling with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's number two on his list. Yep.
0: That's second worst thing on Disney Plus. Yep.
1: I, I don't know. But what do you think? Um. See, before we started recording, I told you just the nostalgia of the second trilogy, because that's when I, re- I was growing up, and that was really my first taste of Star Wars. And I talked about how Attack of the Clones is probably my least favorite in the whole series. And, but... I mean, I told you how it's the first Star Wars movie that I've ever owned, and I've watched it so many times. And I mean, Phantom Menace. I mean, there's just got to be a soft place in your heart for the first one.
0: Yeah, I. This is not even close to like the second worst thing on on. Uh, we'll get to my list later, but it's not even close to the second worst thing on Disney Plus. I can think of a lot of junk just this on the service, but, um, but, uh, it is. Of the nine Star Wars, mo- well, there's been more than that. Um, of all of like the mainline ones, like yeah. all the numbered ones, it's eighth of nine. Mm-hmm. So I I, I I agree with him. It's not a great movie. Uh, I I also like Attack of the Clones less than yeah. than the first one. The the first well not the first one the fourth one to release, Episode One. The, just the pod racing alone, I think, is is, is actually pretty mm-hmm. thrilling. It has yeah. nothing to do with the plot of any other Star Wars movie. I get that. But it's it was actually... I remember legitimately being thrilled watching it in the theater like when it f- and, first came out. And so.
1: I mean, I love Jake Lloyd just because of the movie Jack and I and Clay <laughs> love Jingle All The Way. So that's enough for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's i don't know we we get i mean
1: jar jar is terrible dude but.
0: we i am telling you the, the, and he i think jack would agree with what i'm about to say next um he, he would still say it's a bad movie overall but um it gave us one of the best villains ever in, mm-hmm. in, in, in any star yeah. wars movie and like yeah Darth vader is number one but like i i don't know like just the scenes the what do they call it the um uh, no, it's, there's like a, like a, a song, like a, uh, orchestrated, you know, choir song, whatever that plays, uh, during that final battle. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the the stuff that we see at the end of Phantom, uh, spoilers for Phantom Menace, I guess no one cares, but, um, the, the, the things that we see, with Darth Maul fighting Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan at the end Mm -hmm. with them like being separated from each other and having to fight him one-on-one and then like Qui-Gon's death and like um, it's like there's some really important stuff that happens at the end of that movie. The first two hours that go up to that movie you can argue are probably worthless like Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of that's really interesting overall. So I understand that.
1: Um, And then number one (laughs) drum roll please. We have the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again. Never seen that one. Which I haven't seen that one, but I remember um, I actually, like back when you rented VHS tapes from the library, I watched the first Apple Dumpling Gang, and I absolutely loved it because of Don Knotts, he's, or Knox. Yeah, Knotts, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. And But I've never seen the second one before, but I remember just loving the first one.
0: Um I've not seen it um what what I'm gonna ask a really ignorant question I, I don't even really even know what the Apple dumpling gang is like what what is it, is I mean, it is this is like a western or something
1: kind of and it's basically there are these two which I haven't seen in forever. I believe they're these two like criminals and that's what the apple dumpling gang is and um, but I would have to go back and watch it but I remember absolutely loving the first one of these, and it ranks right up there with the Davy Crockett movies for me.
0: Yeah, similar
1: era, right? Yeah, nineteen
0: seventies. Um, Wikipedia calls it a com- a comedy western. Like yeah. it's, it's actually like meant to be funny. Yeah,
1: it's very funny, kind of comedic, kind of like the Love Bug and those okay. movies. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, so, I'll have to take you guys. I guess Jack's word for, for yeah. it on
1: that one. I haven't seen that one. So thank you for your list, Jack. Um, we love you. And even though you, your taste isn't <laughs> exactly.
0: I feel like I might have more disagreements on his list than anyone else's, but I I definitely share some of his, his opinions as well. Yeah, so.
1: And I know our next guest list shares some of the opinions of Jack Altermat. <laughs> so without further ado... We have Caitlin, my wife's top ten worst movies on Disney Plus. I'm ready. And she told me something she wanted me to say to preface some of these movies. So number ten, she has Annie, which it she absolutely loves the original version of Annie. And that is not the one that is on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So the one that is on Disney Plus, she said, is just terrible. And she can't stand it at all. And it's not the original one. And it's not the modern day one that they just came out with. There was one that was created in between those two.
0: Okay, so uh, what, what I'm looking at on Wikipedia is the 2014. Andy, that's not what she's talking no. about.
1: Okay. This one was like 90s maybe. Okay. Okay. So somewhere in between, which I haven't seen this one, but somewhere in between, they made another one, and it's just awful.
0: Okay, yeah, I just found it, nineteen ninety three. Okay, yeah. Or no, sorry, nineteen ninety nine. It's it's okay, a it's a yeah. made for t- television uh, version of it. It looks awful. <laughs> yeah, just from the poster alone.
1: So that starts off hers.
0: This is. Um, Victor Garber as Daddy Warbucks, Kathy Bates as Agatha Hannigan, um, Alan Cumming as uh, Rooster Hannigan. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. So Wow. This is interesting. Okay. So like obviously the, the biggest child actor in it is Annie, mm-hmm. uh, who's played by Alicia Morton. But... Uh, one another, there's a character named Molly, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen any, yep. um, who is in this one in 1990, 1999 is played by Sarah Highland um, from um, Modern
1: Family. Okay. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so um, <laughs> So yeah, you might see like a very young, that's that's gonna be one of the first things she ever did. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's very young in that,
1: in that one. So that's her number 10 <laughs> and her number nine, um, this will be the second time we mention this movie, is Cruella. and Wow, she it, didn't like it. It's probably not a shock to you, co- yeah. considering she doesn't like Emma Stone. But yeah, this movie, I mean, we saw it in theaters, and there was maybe along with Brad. Her and Brad were probably the two that were ready to get out of that theater. The Dude, quickest. I remember that and I, I
0: remember just being into it, man. Yeah. I I was I was there for every bit of the ride and yeah. I, I was really enjoying myself. But yeah, every so often I'd look over at her and she'd just be like shaking her head. I'm like, wow, she's not Yeah. Enjoying so this.
1: I would say the biggest reason why this one's here for her is just because of Emma Stone. Yeah. I
0: understand that. Yeah. Everyone has that actor or actress that they just can't can't handle.
1: Um number eight for her. This might this gets a lot of Star Wars fans riled up. Okay. But Caitlyn absolutely, and she's only seen this movie once. Okay. Well, she's seen every, I think she's seen Rise of Skywalker twice. Okay. But every other Star Wars movie she's seen once. Rogue One. Oh. She cannot stand this one. If, if there is one Star Wars movie that Caitlyn will never, ever watch again and thinks there is no point to this movie it is rogue one oh, and that hurts and before you give your opinion she wanted me to throw in the reason she hates this movie is because everyone dies just the ending yeah Wait, was she into it before the ending uh i don't think so she's just barely
0: hanging on and yeah. then in the end you just crush her yep
1: um okay so what are your thoughts um i i feel like i don't like the ending really a ton either with everyone dying i mean i understand why
0: it's so heroic though why
1: it's at why they needed this movie yeah but i mean honestly i still like solo more than i like rogue one okay
0: i think i'm opposite of that i i I remember kind of liking solo but i wasn't like riveted by it i was riveted by rogue one i'm telling you like this is not this is not an overstatement hyperbole at all. Um, if you include Rogue One and solo a Star Wars story, that's it, right? Yeah and then the nine. Mm-hmm. Of the 11 like live action you know big time movies that they've released, Rogue One is in my top five. Okay. I, I love Rogue yeah. One, um, and that's saying a lot because the original trilogy I think will always occupy three of those spots. Yeah. Like, take away the the original tr- trilogy and leave the eight that remain, it's in the like it's in the one or number one or number two spot. I love Rogue One so yeah. much. The the honestly um, the um, I I'm talking about how much I love it. I'm blanking on the <laughs> the main character's name. Um, gosh, I have an action figure of her. What is what is her name? Um, I,
1: I can't even think of it. <laughs>
0: she, uh, her like, uh, generous. Jen, or so. Jen, yeah. Jen is when I Ray is my favorite character of star Wars. I know that's an unpopular opinion cause you know, most people are going to say Luke or whatever yeah. or Han, but Ray is my favorite character of star, all of star Wars and Jen to me embodies a lot of the same traits as Ray. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of Ray in her. I don't think they were trying to make any correlations between those two characters. If it's if anything, it's by accident that they're similar. Yeah. But they both of them are so altruistic and so for the goal of humanity and like whatever I have to sacrifice to let other people win or mm-hmm. to, you know, take, you know, bad guys down mm-hmm. that are oppressing, you yeah. know, like... I, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna be the hero. And that, right? To me, Ray and Jen are very like in the sense that they have almost no faults. Like Luke has some pretty serious faults, but mm-hmm. Ray is almost perfect, and yeah. that's why I like her so much. Is she's very altruistic, and Jen is very similar to that as me. And I love the backstory of her and her dad, and like all the stuff about the the making of the of the Death Star and the plans and how he's subverting it from within and then um, like some of the coolest droid characters. That movie is really great to me. I, I really, really like it a lot.
1: So yeah, yeah. I, I agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah. So number seven, Caitlyn kind of breaks the rules, which I'll give her a pass since she's my wife. Okay. But she has three of them here and this is the only time the Marvel Universe makes Caitlyn's top 10. Okay. And it's her least favorite Marvel superhero. So I kind of understand it. But these three movies just bore her. She's seen all three of them. Huh. But she cannot stand the Iron Man movies. Okay. She doesn't like any of them. And I told her that she probably doesn't like the first one the most. And that's probably true. But she just... For some reason, she doesn't like the character. And she, if there is that person out there that was like, <laughs> you know, I'm all right with Iron Man not being in any more Marvel movies. It might be Caitlyn.
0: Really? Huh. Um, yeah, we kind of joked about that on a, on a previous yeah. episode. Is it his like braggadociousness, like his, his swagger? Like,
1: Yeah. And I... I don't think the movies are very interesting for her either. Okay. Because, I mean... The tech
0: of it it doesn't really... Yeah. She doesn't care about that.
1: And I think it also doesn't help that he's very full of himself. Yeah. So...
0: I, I will agree that the... I, Iron Man 3 is, like, maybe maybe the last movie on my list as, as far as, like, ranking them. Mm-hmm. Um, if If... I don't know the dark world. Dark world, I don't love either. Yeah, but it's down there. It's way down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Man two, it's probably pretty close to the bottom as well. But the first Iron Man movie is so iconic. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't diss that one.
1: I mean, the original Iron Man for me is the first one that I owned, of course, because yeah. it was the first one. But I mean, for me, it's it might be top five for me. The first one, it's top, top ten for sure, and I mean, I can see where um, a lot of it can be boring to some people, but I mean, it started something that was, that has been amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, Iron Man will always have a soft spot in my heart. Now, another one, another spoiler alert, does not have the same effect on me. As the first one, but we'll get to my list later. <laughs> okay. Number six, which I don't know if you've seen this one. I've only seen this movie once, and I feel similar to it. It's Brother Bear.
0: I, oh, I don't think I've seen it. I, don't, I yeah. don't know.
1: It is an animated Disney movie. I think it came out in the early two thousands. Maybe like two thousand, somewhere around there. But it's basically about a Native American who I I could be batching botching the plot line because I've only seen it once, but it's basically about a Native American who doesn't really respect the wild. So he goes from a Native American to this like cub bear. And he basically, no, he becomes this bear and basically befriends this, like, cub. And he learns to, like, respect the animals and stuff. And then he is able to become human again. It's really weird. Okay, and,
0: I, yeah, from that description, and I'm kind of, like, looking at some screenshot uh, trailer and stuff like that, I've not seen it.
1: And it's really weird. And, I mean, when Caitlin and I saw this, I mean, obviously, we didn't know each other, but we were only, like, 11 or 12, and, like, everything we had seen of Disney at this point wasn't this strange. Yeah. So, I agree with Caitlin on that movie. So, maybe skip that one. Um, Number five, Artemis Fowl. Yeah, uh, that's a good pick. This This is one of those movies where Caitlin and I were both excited for it. Yeah, because it's probably a bigger letdown
0: for you guys because didn't mean, you grow up with the the book? I know no, I know Jack has we, seen we, it. We haven't read, read the it.
1: books, but I mean, it's kind of like it came along as like the same point as like Harry Potter. I know, that, that was and such so a bad forth. comparison. Yeah, and um, it it's basically the poor man's Harry Potter is what it is, and so I feel like. We still may go back and read the books. But I mean, these movies, this movie, it was just, I mean, along with Cruella, Caitlin was just like, please just end this movie.
0: It was way too long. It, it promised a lot in the trailer, and it just didn't deliver on those yeah. things. And I, like, go, go back and, and listen to our discussion. Mm-hmm. We did a whole episode on Artemis Fowl when it came out a year ago. So go, go back in, into the feed and find our episode if you want to hear our full thoughts on it. But the, the actor that plays Artemis in, I'm talking about the guy who, yep. who plays him mm-hmm. is just not a good actor. Yeah. He's not. And it, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think they probably just picked him because he looks the parts yeah. the most. Like they just knew that he would fit I'd the role. i agree with that. Yeah. Uh, he could, he does look like how he's described from the books from what I understand. But that is not enough to embody a character. Yeah. And he is just, boy, there are moments in his dialogue where he's just like, he is phoning it, the freaking, like he is just yeah. reading the the script. Um, so yeah, it's it's not. That, now, th- there are other characters in the movie that I think are are really fun, mm-hmm. um, but.
1: I mean, Josh Gad's character. Yeah, he, I mean, for me, the only w- one positive of this movie is Josh Gad. Yeah, he's
0: he's good in everything I've seen him in. But uh, yeah, there's not even really, uh, there's <laughs> there, the action and the the things that you want to see happen in the movie just don't happen. And it's clearly trying to set up like a series of films who knows if they'll, those will ever be made. Yeah. Like it's that what a weird film that was.
1: Yeah. And especially in this thing of premiere access with Disney. I mean, this one wasn't premiere access, thankfully. Yeah. But I mean... For some of the ones that we got straight to Disney Plus, this has to be in the lower half.
0: There were rumors. Disney Plus wasn't in its infancy anymore by then, but it was not not too far yeah. f- removed from it. And this was like re- one of their first really big releases mm-hmm. where like, because of COVID, they couldn't release it in theaters. It yeah. was destined for theaters. And then it, it released at Disney Plus and everyone was like, that was that was the only place it deserved to ever be that yeah. that, that movie should not have been in theaters yeah. and and people were like okay like maybe there is a place for disney plus because it's where movies go to die apparently and then they've released a whole bunch of really quality entertainment since then yeah but this sure. was the, one of the first things that they they pushed out to disney plus and people were like oh no <laughs> like is yeah. this what we're gonna get
1: <laughs> um number four she has the rocketeer yeah the, i mean i get that all i can say really is um
0: I feel bad that she watched that.
1: Yeah. It, it's confusing <laughs> for sure. Um there's parts of it where you're like, "Okay, I can really get into this." But then some parts just fall flat for you. And I'm, I feel like this could be a common trend in all of our top 10s. <laughs> May it might have a place in all three of our top 10s.
0: It yeah, it it I have not as I'm speaking right now, I have not for, I have not fully formulated my list. I will yep. I will do that. Uh, I'll hit pause and then do it and then record. Uh, keep recording, but um, I, it'll almost certainly be on my list. It is it is one of the biggest um, expectation to, to disappointment ratios that I've experienced mm. in several years.
1: Yeah. So um, then number three the. I know you will not I, I, like this. I, know, I already know, but it. but you know it's coming, and you know it may <laughs> make a nether appearance shortly. Yeah, but we have the boy who would be king.
0: Yes, I knew this was coming,
1: and I know you loved it. But
0: I wouldn't say I loved it. I did really like it. Yeah. Um. I I reserve loved it for like Marvel stuff. Um. But it's definitely not that. It would never was going to. But I remember being pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. Um, so, so
1: that one just falls flat and I'll save discussion for okay. my piece, but <laughs> I think it rightfully deserves to be on this list. Okay. Um I'm not no, gonna disagree with that
2: opinion. Number
1: two, I bet I would almost bet that you have not seen this movie. Okay. Don't look under the bed.
0: No. I'm t I'm gonna be honest with you, I
1: don't know that I've heard of that movie. So I'll give you the premise of this movie because, I mean, it's not one of my favorite uh, Disney original or Disney Channel original movies, but, I mean, it's not awful. I mean, I remember watching this as a kid, but basically the premise is, is this girl is basically being framed for all these, like, crimes, and um, but it's really the boogeyman committing all this crimes and she picks up this imaginary friend and basically (laughs) (laughs) there we might, we might have to review this come Halloween.
0: I'm kind of interested now. Um,
1: And basically her and her imaginary friend go on this journey to defeat the boogeyman. Good Lord. (laughs) And, I mean, I understand. This is for kids? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, yeah, like like teens. 12-year-old kids? Yeah, like pre-teens and teens. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are some parts where it can get, like, a little scary. Okay. But, um, I mean, I can see why she would put that one on here. Because, <laughs> I mean, it definitely does not have the same luster it had when, like, in the late 90s when they came out with this movie.
0: Yeah. Listen, there's a lot. There will be even more coming, but like there's a lot of made for
1: Disney Channel
0: stuff that's on Disney Plus. Some of it's really good, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it's not good. And this is, that sounds like one of them.
1: Yeah. And then her number one, which we've already talked about this, Caitlin Youngsma cannot stand Avatar. Oh, I didn't. That is her number one. I didn't realize she shared that. She has seen this movie once. And once was enough for her.
0: Now, does she see it in 3D?
1: No. She saw it when it came out but it, on DVD.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: All right. So so she does not like this movie at all. She yeah. enjoyed going to the Avatar world and Animal Kingdom, but she cannot stand this movie. Will she watch any of the feature ones? I doubt it. Mm, okay. She She probably won't even think about it. she'll just say hard pass.
0: Uh, let's do a fun exercise and see what that movie got. That, that movie was, I, I I remember it being fairly highly reviewed a lot to be fair. A lot of it was because of the 3d nature of it. Like that movie single handedly brought back 3d. Um, yeah. So, uh, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes review, like serious reviewers were very high on it. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I think a lot of it was the presentation. It's James Cameron. It's, you know, it was a long epic feeling movie. Um, to, like to put it in perspective, I'm looking at like, you may, you might also like in on rotten tomatoes, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes, the first Sherlock Holmes movie, which I love that movie
1: with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 69%. Like
0: okay. it's lower than avatar. So, um, yeah, I, I remember the, the hunger games, 84%, like just only a couple percent higher yeah. than, than avatar. So, Avatar was very highly regarded when it came out.
1: Um, But I
0: understand why people don't like
1: it. And then her last note was, which she was really mad about this when I told her. um, She asked if she could put movies on that she had not seen. And she said for sure that her number one would be Return to Oz, just because it looks so weird by the cover on Disney+.
0: I'm legitimately surprised that the girl who... Considers The Wizard of Oz is possibly her favorite movie ever yep. made. Uh has never seen Return of Oz.
1: She has not, but she said that it just looks awful. Huh. So um that oh, that, would, that might be the reason, honestly. Yeah. Like
0: those things aren't unrelated. Like she probably refuses to watch something that's gonna taint her yeah. her view of of her favorite movie.
1: Yeah. So. so that is her list. Um and I would say we are to my list and there are some similarities but and I feel like it's just because we watch movies together a lot and we kind of have the same taste in movies to a point where like she highly dislikes Cruella but I'm kind of like you know it's really not that bad but there are some movies that I think she is right on about, and there was one movie um before I get into my list. There was one movie it's a wrinkle in time. I don't know if you've seen that
0: uh actually no i that's interesting that I haven't seen it. I've read the book uh four or five times yeah um i that was one of my favorite books growing
1: up, okay, so that movie for example, I do not like. Whatsoever.
0: That's one of the reasons, similar to Wizard of Oz conversation, I'm almost afraid to watch it because I I love the book so much. One of my favorite books of all time.
1: But Caitlin is really high on that movie. And there is one movie that I switched out for a wrinkle in time. So that did not make my cut, but it was very close because I just, I mean, I haven't read the book before. And Caitlin said, after you read it, you have a better appreciation of it. But I did not enjoy that movie, and so, without further ado, Phil.
0: by, by the way, I have to say this before you, okay. you get into it: um, the A Wrinkle in Time is the first time in my life that I ever heard the word tesseract. Okay. Because it, that the the wrinkle the it is the the book literally could be called. A Tesseract, yep. because Tesseract means a wrinkle in time. Okay. Uh, so, like, the, the idea of wrinkle in time is that um, that t- uh, time-space, space-time, mm-hmm. can be folded like a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, and that you could basically jump from one point. It's, you know, um, warp speed, Star yep. Trek, whatever mm-hmm. stuff, right? So, you could, like, jump from one point in space to another point in space, because... Uh, time, space, time folds on itself, and so two points that are, you know, normally on the piece of paper are three inches apart are are you know, less than a millimeter apart because the the paper folds. So, yeah, it's it's about space time and and uh, you know jumping. Yeah, through space so, basically. So.
1: I mean, maybe I need to go back and watch it again, but I mean, I don't know. That one kind of falls flat mm-hmm. for me, and if there was a top 11 that might be 11 for me right now. But, um, I did not know that you had a good backstory with a wrinkle in time. I love that book.
0: I've, I've read, this is a whole series of books, um, from the author. And, um, I've read, I read the first one, like I said, four or five times. Mm-hmm. I I read the second one probably at least three times. Okay. And then it just gets less and less after that. I I think I know I've read the third book at least once, maybe twice, and then I I forget how many many there are. There's like five, maybe. Okay. Um. And I've I've never finished the series. Hmm. Um. They they kind of get the quality goes down significantly yeah. after the first one. Like unfortunately, a lot of book series out there probably. But. Okay. Yeah. I, that's that's why I'm uh yes yeah, five books uh it's called the time quintet i should remember that um i know i have i've never read the fifth book um i don't even know that i've read all the way through the fourth book but um it's uh yeah it's it's a weird like madeline madeline L'Engle is the author and i could i literally couldn't tell you anything else she's ever written like this was kind of like her big thing yeah so
1: interesting anyway okay you're ready for this phil yes number 10 we're going to start with my second least favorite MCU movie. Okay. Iron Man 2.
2: 2. Okay.
1: There was a toss up for me because my third least favorite movie after doing this in the MCU is Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, But I just remember seeing Iron Man 2 and just being like, What? I mean for for how much and like you and me have talked and as far as tier one of Marvel heroes you know that for me it's a tie between Thor and Iron Man but Iron Man 2 just left me what on earth just happened (laughs) and I enjoy It's Mickey Rourke, right? Yes. He's he's the actor that plays Whiplash, right? Yes. And I enjoy him and other things, but it's just like, I don't know. And I mean, I really can't pinpoint parts of this movie that I just don't like. But I mean, it's just a head scratcher for me (laughs) to where... You had so much success on the first one, and then we got this. And the reason why three isn't on here instead of two is I feel like three just happened because two was just so bad that they tried to make up for it in three. And so I'm going to give Marvel a pass on number three because we got number two.
0: Yeah, Whiplash is not Whiplash is one of the worst villains they've ever done in a movie. Yeah, I I agree. I, there's, he's really not that formidable. Like, it's just a guy with a couple whips.
1: Yeah. So and I mean it's just like, then he builds all these Iron Mans and
0: yeah, you get some War Machine in there. I I like Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this is I agree with you. This is bottom of the list for
2: sure.
1: Yeah. So. Iron Man 2. I mean, it could have been lower on this list, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I I just don't have any words to say about it.
0: Sometimes our uh like worst movies are not necessarily like the ones that would review the worst, like on Rotten Tomatoes, like it probably has a 70 something percent yeah. or whatever. It's, it's, it's more just my expectas- expectations were in the ceiling mm-hmm. and what I got was not even close to that. Yeah. So it would just be a, a really big
1: disappointment. And I mean, I think when I first saw this, I definitely was higher on it. But after seeing it a second time, I was just like, and especially with what Marvel has done over the course now, it's just.
0: I'm sure it doesn't hold up. I
1: don't, I mean, there could be times where they want to write this out of Marvel canon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, but I mean, it's just doesn't hit for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad to see the first the very first adventure movie yeah descend into what the other the sequels came because the other ones didn't su- suffer from that like mm-hmm. um I, I really like guardians too. i i really like um i even really liked ant-man and the wasp like yeah. i like a lot of the other series of movies you know thor dark worlds i didn't love but thor ragnarok is one of my one of the best movies in the entire mcu yeah and it's a sequel so I I don't think the other ones are necessarily plagued by the same kind of
1: sequel problems that Iron Man had. Yep. So number nine for me, um, we won't spend a ton of, I mean, I'll pitch it a little bit more. Um, number nine for me is Artemis Fowl. Okay. And, um, like I said earlier, um, we don't have to have a huge discussion over this. The only thing I like about this movie is Josh Gad.
0: Yeah. There's a girl, there's like a girl girl character that kind of helps them out. Yeah. She was just okay. I think he was better. She was better than Artemis Fowl, but um boy there's there's not a lot to hang that on. It, it was
1: one of those movies. Will you ever watch this movie again? Probably not.
0: I don't think I will either.
1: And um it like I still think I want to read the books, but I mean, after watching this, I don't even know if I want to read the books. I mean, I've heard the books are a lot better. Jack's than the read movie them. Was
0: I, I don't? I know he's read one and two. I don't. I think he's maybe read the third one as well. But um, he says that the first Artemis Fowl book is one one of the best like YA kind of books he's yeah. ever read. Like he's very high on the books.
1: Yeah. So, so I don't know. Again,
0: what a shame! I that that movie had the potential to be really really great. Yep.
1: So. The next one, and a lot of these from here on out, we've reviewed. So these should be familiar to you. Okay. Number eight. And I'm going to preface it. If another one from this series was on here, it would be on here in its place. But I put this one on here because this is one of my favorite movie franchises. Number eight. We have Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tell no tales. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, if number four was on here uh, of Stranger Tides, I yeah. think it's called. If that was on here, that would be in its place. But since it's not on Disney Plus, this one takes its place, and mainly just because the storyline is just—I mean, there, it's almost incomprehensible. There was one point where they were just like oh, yeah, we're going to go this way. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. I love the first three. And I could go back and watch those tomorrow. But then somewhere along the line, (laughs) we got four and five. And five is just like, I don't know. (laughs) The main lady is the daughter of Barbosa, And then we have the villain can only be in water <laughs> and it's just like they get away from him because they go on land and it's just like we get so much Johnny Depp, but Johnny Depp can only get you so far. Yeah. And that's what's what the
0: we, what's the third one in the series? I always forget the names uh, of them
1: at world's end.
0: That one's my least favorite. I can't okay. believe how incomprehensible that movie is. Yeah. I like I challenge I challenge anyone to watch that movie one time and tell me what that movie's about. It's it's really really hard to follow.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the the first trilogy just has a special place in my heart, and I feel like it's kind of just because I grew up with them. But I mean, number five, I was excited for, and. Dude, the the first Pirates of the
0: Caribbean movie is one of the greatest Disney movies. It's, yeah, it's a for me. It's like a top twenty five for yeah, sure. For sure. And I'm including like Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and like my favorite Disney movie of all time, Tangled. Like, yeah, all those movies are in that list. But Pirates is in that list too. Like, I the first movie is great. Yeah. And then boy, did it just descend after that.
1: It's just like. I don't know.
0: The second one's not, not bad. I, I kind of like the second one, but boy, the the third one was just like, what 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 were they thinking? Like, what drug were they on and,
1: when they wrote this thing? And then after the fifth one, it's just kind of like, you know, I love this series, but I think, and we may still get a sixth one, but I think it may be time to be done with Pirates.
2: Yeah,
0: I... I don't know. I I might agree. I wouldn't, I want to see what the script is for six before I weigh in on that. But, um, I think if they return to roots and bring back character, you know, characters that you Mm -hmm. Orlando bloom and stuff like that from the original movie back in a really powerful way and, and maybe I'm, I know this is maybe controversial, but maybe just ditch, um, Jack Sparrow altogether. Yeah. Like just don't even put him in the movie. I know he is literally the face of pirates, but, Mm -hmm. um, maybe just have Orlando Bloom like lead that, that new movie I'm talking about essentially a reboot. like just cut ties and just go off in a completely different direction. I'm not sure how much more story there is to tell though. Like a lot of the, they've already done all all the Davy Jones and like all the, like the popular Mm -hmm. pirate lore stuff. So I don't know that there's much left.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing really is the fountain of youth. Maybe I don't know.
0: They, but, they have to do some kind of Indiana Jones gimmick yeah. to make it watchable. And um, I just don't trust the writers of that series unless they just scrap everybody yeah. and just start over. I, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure I would watch it. Um, I hear
1: you. Yeah. Um, come in for me at number seven is Thor, the dark world. Yeah, I agree. Um, this one is just like. What a detour, man. Kind of again, I enjoyed Thor. Yeah. And You know how I feel about Thor Ragnarok. It's top five, for sure, for me. Maybe top three. Yeah. And um, I love Thor Ragnarok, but this one is just so bad. I've only seen it once, and once was enough for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'll ever return to that one.
1: The villain is so bad. I mean, it's just... They they took
0: the character in the wrong direction. They they rectified it with Thor Ragnarok. They rectified it with the other Avengers movies and stuff like that. But boy, it is it's I know it's in the title, but like it's 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 too dark. Like I yeah. I, I just they didn't know what they were doing. They made it and they learned from their
1: lessons and they fixed it later. But that
0: yeah. that was clearly a left turn for them.
1: I mean, it's one of those movies that I mean, you could talk to a bunch of people in Marvel and They would probably give you the same review of, and this one falls on a lot of people's lists as one of the worst movies of all time for Marvel. And I mean, I feel like they have a formula now for success and this one just does not follow it. This
0: this movie is entirely forgettable, I think, for most people. I, you talk to most people that have seen every Marvel movie mm-hmm. and ask them what they remember from this movie, and I think they're going to draw a blank.
1: For, yeah. For I mean, part. the biggest thing that I take away is Loki fake dying, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And then I remember Jane being like taken over by whoever in the movie. But it's just like, other than that, I don't remember much. Yeah from it
0: it's skippable in my opinion i it you know if if you're into the mcu and you have to you have to watch everything that they've ever made then i guess it's on your list but if you don't care i would say skip it
1: yeah um number six for me is brother bear um okay we don't have to spend time on this but basically weird (laughs) it sounds like belief
0: it's it sounds like they were I know the premise is completely different, but like it does sound s- somewhat similar to Brave to yeah. me, like where someone turns into a bear mm-hmm. to learn a lesson or whatever. Yeah, um, But um, yeah, I, I don't have any interest in watching that. Brother Bear.
1: Number five, The Rocketeer.
2: Yeah.
1: Th- this movie. This will be on my list for sure. I mean, I feel like it had potential, but then there's just parts of it. Like the bad guy... Oh, what's his name in the movie? Well, I'll what's the up. actor's name? I'm very, I enjoy him in, um, what is it? I'm blanking on his name now. But I remember him in other stuff.
0: Oh, it's Timothy Dalton.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Bonds. So I remember him in the Bond movies, and but then this, it was just like it was heading. I feel like at like the beginning. No. This is this movie took forever to develop. Yeah, that's, it's that's why it was.
0: It's very slow. I I I was shocked by how uneventful the movie is as as a whole. Like yeah. it, it there's a lot of exposition of explaining like what they're doing with this with this jetpack thing, which they never call jetpack. Um and um how much how just a total lack of action there is in the movie the movie is 108 minutes
1: long and there's 12 minutes of action yeah. probably and, and by it, the time they're cranking up the movie's over
0: yeah they touted this as like a superhero movie like mm-hmm. he's a superhero and I, I know the world has changed since 1990 whatever this movie came out but uh 1991 So yeah, I, I get that superhero movies have changed since 1991, but I can think of superhero movies that came out before this movie, like Superman, (laughs) other words, Mm -hmm. like that are way more action packed than this, this one was. I just don't, I just don't think they knew how to make this movie and go back and listen to our full review on it. It's based on a comic book, but that comic book only had like six issues or something like that. There wasn't really much content to really even pull. And they had to invent stuff just to fill out a movie. Mm. And the stuff they invented was terrible. Yeah. Um, and there's some some creepy stuff that happens in the movie. And um, somehow they have to throw Nazis in there because why not? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a mess of a film. It and really is.
1: I have one request for Disney. I don't ask for a lot, Disney. <laughs> but there have been talks of A Rocketeer 2. Please. Yeah. Please don't. We, we've j-
0: previously on this show, we've joked about um, the Rocketeer television show. There's, yeah. a, there's a, 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 it's a literal sequel to the movie. It is, it stars the, I think granddaughter or granddaughter. I yep. think it's granddaughter of.
1: Granddaughter, I think you.
0: Okay. Of the original Rocketeer. Um, and how she like takes the jet pack and becomes like the next generation of Rocketeer. It's for kids. It's animated. It's it throw it in the same same bucket as Doc McStuffins. Yeah. But it is um, like, I would rather watch that show. than we'll go back and watch the movie. If that tells you anything. So
1: <laughs> number four, we got something new star girl. I, okay. I, I do not like this movie whatsoever. It for me, kind of like Brother Bear, just fell into the weird category. And don't get me wrong, Grace VanderWaal, coming off of America's Got Talent, she's so talented. But this movie is just strange, beyond belief for me. It was one of those movies where I just didn't really know what I was watching. There was some good music to this movie, but overall, it was just like, what
0: it's very strange it's um it goes beyond like i I, I can't really even think of hardly any movies to compare this movie to but one that keeps coming back in my head and is again it's not a perfect comparison so go into it with that knowledge but like juno kind of comes to mind where yeah um it's it's about a very a, a girl who is not your popular girl Mm -hmm. like that has some quirks about her that no, not everyone understands. And so it's similar to that, but Juno did it way, way better. Uh, Um, the writing in that movie is much, much better. Um, completely eclipses star girl. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's got Giancarlo Esposito in it and, um, like, you know, this like paleontologist, like, you know, Takes mm-hmm. her under his wings and kind of helps her, you know, find her place and stuff like that. Um, I don't remember hating the movie, but I also understood that it was definitely like a low-budget yeah. injury.
1: So it's kind of one of those things where I have three movies on here that kind of fall under the category of first-year Disney+. Plus. Okay, So I'm going to give Disney a pass on these three movies. I haven't mentioned the third one yet, but... um, it just a lot like our misfo- And honestly, I didn't... Re- the, two, the one that I haven't mentioned in this one, I didn't really have any expectations for this one. And honestly, if you want to have asked... Because this was before I became the co-host of Disney Plus Reviews. If you want, want to have asked Caitlin and I to come on the show to review this movie, I probably still wouldn't have seen this movie. <laughs> so it's... This and The Rocketeer are your fault, Phil. Okay. I'll own it. So, number three, which I don't know if you've seen this one, and I do have a plug, because Jack and I, and Caitlin, reviewed this on Horrible Movie Podcast. Okay. My number three, which this one, the two movies that preceded it, are. Is that the right word? The two movies that came before it are two of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. If you do not have a genre or studio, these two movies I watch every single year. And that is Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Okay. But I cannot stand Home Alone 3. Talk about what... I don't, I don't know that
0: I've... I've seen it once. I, yep. just, I, I, I don't remember it at all. So,
1: we have a new boy, of course, and his name's not even Kevin. It's Alex, and he gets the chicken pox and is forced to stay home where his new neighbors that just moved in are trying to steal this microchip and what do they do with this microchip? They put it in a toy remote control car. And then at the airport, their toy remote control car gets mixed up with an old lady's toy re- or what something else. And so Alex is given this remote control car with this chip. And then the bad guys, which Scarlett Johansson is actually in this movie. Oh, really? Wow. And the bad guys are trying to get this car back from Alex the whole movie. And his name might not even be Alex. Is it Alex?
0: Yeah. it's So the actor's name is Alex and the character. Yeah.
1: So it's just like. I'm watching a trailer
0: of it right now and I don't recognize it. I don't know that I actually
1: have seen this one. I'm just like, I love one and two so much. Kevin McAllister. I know Macaulay Culkin shortly after these films took a wrong turn, but those two movies, I will forever watch those movies. And if Caitlin and I ever have kids, I will show my kids those movies. Oh, for sure. But this movie will be skipped.
0: The first one is, I like the second one too. Yeah. The, the first one is a classic. Like yeah. it, it is, I know it's like not your typical like Santa Claus type of Christmas movie, but in in our house, Home Alone is a staple. Yeah. A Christmas staple. And
1: I mean, after the second one, I mean, I've seen the fourth one. It's bad. I haven't seen... I think there's a fifth one out there. Haven't seen that. And I feel like at some point Disney Plus was talking about having a revival. But they just need to stick with the first two. (laughs) I mean, if, if I was in charge of Disney Plus... Every movie on my list would no longer be on Disney Plus, and I would just disown these movies. But I'm not a high member of the Disney Plus crew. So, but Home Alone 3.
0: Well, there is a there is a Home Alone 5. That's crazy. I didn't know they had made so many of yeah. them.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Home Alone 3 is just... An, like, I even grew up with that one. Like, when it came out, I was probably, like, 11 or 12. But I I was coming off the high of Home Alone 1 and 2. And I've always loved those two movies. And the third one is just... I remember even when I saw it as a kid, I was just like, Mom, what just... Did they just ruin the Home Alone franchise? With this disaster that's pretty bad when you're a kid and you were you can re- you yeah. recognize it so that one is very bad, number two we're getting down to the negri where you might know I guarantee you probably know the two movies that are coming, but do you know the order uh, what do you think number two is, Phil
0: boy, I really thought the Rocketeer was going to be pretty high up there um. Give me a hand. Give me like a genre or something.
1: Animals. Oh, um, The One and Only Ivan? Number two, The One and Only Ivan. Dude, I didn't know you hate you hate that movie
0: more than um The Rocketeer? Yes. Okay, go uh, explain. The, this movie, and it might have just this been... This movie was not as bad as <laughs> The Rocketeer.
1: This movie just might have been my mindset for the night. Okay. But I just wasn't having any of it.
0: It's a it, low point for Brian Cranston. Yeah,
1: for sure. And this movie is just slow. Yeah. The Rocketeer is slow, but this one is just even slower. And
0: uh, but at least there's some comedy in it. Like I I mean there's a it's not very funny, lines, but like yeah.
1: But I don't know. This one's just
0: I was more intrigued by the there's not a lot of world building. I, that's that's generous but like that the fact that they're like um caged up and come out only to perform for an audience like to put on a show um and then escape although the escape is so short lived yeah. um
1: i i think that's one of the biggest reasons why it's this is here not a compelling movie i, it's I agree with you because of the escape yeah they they built it up so much yeah was and it was over before you know it yeah and
0: I did like the little girl though. Like the, the, the yeah. little the, the little little girl actress in the movie who essentially is the main other than Brian Cranston is the main I will human give actor. You that. She's she's adorable. Yeah. Um she I thought she was really good. Um she like draws pictures um and teaches uh, Ivan how to draw and yeah. stuff like that. Um
1: It's too I, much Charlotte's Webby for me as well.
0: That's a good comparison. Which
1: I, I enjoy Charlotte's Web. That was a book that I grew up with. Yeah. But This one just didn't... And, I mean, I should have led with that I'm not a huge animal type movie to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that definitely colors it. I do like animals. I'm not going to say I'm just an animal hater, but I just am not a huge fan of animal movies. I mean, maybe Lion King. I enjoy that.
0: This movie was nominated for... An academy award for yeah. cgi mm-hmm. and i 100 percent agreed with that like yeah. i the, the cgi was stunning in this film like I, I couldn't believe that they made it look as real these are real animals i i believe they were real from the first frame to the last like um so it, it's impressive like from a technology standpoint yeah. um but yeah i agree that the plot Plot's pretty thin. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I would definitely say it's more here because of the plot. Yeah. I mean, CGI is good, but for me, CGI can only get you so far. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of why it's here for me.
0: I don't think it'll be in my top 10, but if I had a top 20, I think it'd probably be on there. Yeah.
1: And then my number one, Phil, say it with me. Do you know what it is? No,
0: I don't. I'm, I I couldn't tell you what episode we did five weeks ago. <laughs> it was on
1: Caitlin's list. Uh, Go, there, go, 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 th- go through her list one more time. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a line from the movie. Okay, go for it. And this is the only funny part I thought of this movie. <laughs> okay. Where did you learn to drive? Mario Kart?
0: Dude, I'm blanking.
1: The boy uh, oh, who would th- be... King. Oh,
0: I forgot about that line. That shows you how, how much I forgot about that. Movie. I
1: cannot stand this movie. Really, this movie. You, so, listeners will will
0: need to go back and listen to yeah. our our original conversation mm-hmm. with this. Um, this might this episode might be the one that Grant and I have disagreed on the most. Yeah. <laughs> like we literally just came from completely different perspectives on it. I mean, I didn't love it. I just I like I I
1: saw the merit of it. I was like, okay, I kind of like it. I, I remember. Well, from, and you disagreed with me, I told you I had watched The Quest for Camelot no. over and over, <laughs> and I, I will stick to that to this day.
0: Quest Quest for Camelot is one of the worst animated uh, films I, I've ever seen. I would continue
1: <laughs> to watch that movie over and over again before I ever watch the boy who would be king. Again.
0: I I will never watch the boy who would be king ever again. Like I, that's that yeah. that is for sure. Unless like Jordan has it on when she's older. <laughs> we're not going to show it to her for a while, but um, yeah, it she'll be. It'll be years from now before we would even put it on. Uh, I might watch it with her. There were parts of the movie where I, I legitimately
2: enjoyed it. Like I, I mean, was I was having a good time. The,
1: the stupid stuff with the lady in the lake. Yeah, that they, that was the dumbest they, part. They just went to that well way too many times. <laughs> and then I mean, I may have chuckled a little bit where they unfolded the table and then they became the knights of the round table. That <laughs> yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah. But not really. And the villain just so so bad and the whole Merlin thing with him being a teenager just, I
0: I liked that actor though. Do you you didn't like his performance? He, he was, was he was alright. He was so quirky. I, I actually really enjoyed I wanna see more of that actor. Like he, he
1: was good. It's just like this movie also was so, so long. Yeah. Like I agree. There there was a point where we watched this the same day we recorded, and there was a point where we Caitlin and I paused the movie and we were already just bored out of our minds with this movie. And we still had a whole hour to go. <laughs> and it's just like that's funny. When will this misery end?
0: <laughs> yeah. Boy, I just saw like a totally different movie from you guys. That's that's really funny. I I don't remember being super bored at all um watching it. I I wasn't watching it going like, wow, this movie's great, but I, I definitely was like, okay. All right, I see what you're doing, movie. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going along for the ride. So yeah, we, we uh, d- definitely did not see eye, eye so, on this one. <laughs> I mean, this one is <laughs> that's just, funny. This that your number one. Yeah,
1: it's just, I mean, when I was doing this list over the weekend, I knew before I even put numbers to this, <laughs> I knew this one was my number one <laughs> because I even remember what because you were the one. Once again, Phil, you were the one that said we should do this movie. And I remember thinking to myself, I've seen this preview multiple (laughs) times, and not once have I ever wanted to watch this movie. But since you're my friend, Phil, (laughs) I I agreed to watch this movie. But if we have a revival show, Phil, we will never watch this movie again. I want to
0: remind the audience that... The 2019 The Kid Who Would Be King on Rotten Tomatoes is one point shy of a ninety percent, eighty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um Phil,
1: your your vote does not count for <laughs> a million votes. Okay. Stop saying you've been boosting the the Rotten Tomatoes score. Um Yeah, uh, the first review on Rotten
0: Tomatoes is, the movie has the freshness, innocence, and energy of youngsters on the threshold of adulthood embarked on a grand heroic adventure.
1: Oh, Phil. (laughs) I'm just
0: saying I'm not alone.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. This movie.
0: The Kid Who Would Be King is a welcome break from the movies that take the King Arthur Legend too seriously. Through wit, emotion, and imagination, the film makes
1: the story fun again. Hmm. Uh, These are actual reviews I'm reading. (laughs) Please give me Quest for Camelot. (laughs) I would watch Quest for Camelot tomorrow.
0: I just remember going into this movie thinking, wow, 89% seems high. It's probably not going to be that good. And and setting my expectations pretty low. And then having my expectations like legitimately exceeded. I, I wasn't like... Like, wow, that was such a great movie. But I remember thinking, like, this movie is probably just going to be okay, and going, actually, it was kind of good. So,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, I know that I've given us stinkers like Mr. Magoo or Blank Check or the Even Stevens movie, but I love those movies. <laughs> this one not so much. I
0: might have blank check on my list. I, I'll just tease you right now. We'll we'll figure out see if it lands on it or not. Um the, the Even Stevens movie I won't have on my list. I I actually even though I didn't know those characters from Adam. Yeah. I I enjoyed that movie. So.
1: I'm very interested to hear your list because as we prefaced before, it's kind of a weird time where our times really didn't match up to where we could fit or record live together. So I'm very intrigued to hear your list.
0: Yeah. Grant is, um, as we're recording, this is literally about to leave town for like a week and a half or something like that. And so, yeah, we just, we literally can't record together. So, but we didn't want to miss a week. We want to make sure we continue to put out content for you. So, um, so yeah, we are, um, I'm literally just going to hit pause on this recording and then start up here a second later it will time will have not elapsed any yep any seconds for you dear listener at all and you'll get to hear my list next and uh, if we got any other lists i'll i'll throw that in at the end as well but um thanks grant and enjoy your trip yeah and um thanks, Phil. i'll finish out the show from here and then we'll uh, come back together here on next week's episode. Not sure what we're going to review uh, quite yet. We'll see what's coming out or uh, we might do um, uh, ba- adventures in babysitting or, or yeah. pull something, something out from the, the annals. Cause we're kind of waiting for, for what if to come out now. And I don't think it even will be out by the yeah. the next episode that we record. Well, so.
1: probably, do a jungle cruise oh of course yes
0: okay yeah definitely we will definitely review at least jungle cruise on the next episode we have to for sure so but uh, um, stay
1: tuned for that i can't wait to hear your list phil and (laughs) i definitely will be giving my opinions when we get back into the studio together yeah
0: absolutely i welcome it all right Okay, so for as for my list, I'm recording this after uh, recording with Grant. So Grant's no, no longer on the show. It's just me uh, here for the re- remainder. But um, as far as uh, movies that I think are terrible on Disney Plus, I, I kind of scanned through the list of all the movies that are currently on there, and um, I gotta admit, most almost everything that's on Disney Plus is I think is passable. To you know, some of the stuff is is really fantastic. Some of my favorite stuff. Um, so I actually had a little bit of trouble finding ten that I thought were really truly bad. Now that said, there's a bunch of stuff on there that is like directed video stuff that I've never seen, uh, you know, Aladdin Part Three or whatever type of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of stuff I that's I'm sure is really really bad that I've just never actually watched on Disney Plus. So I, I didn't really feel like I could, you know be disingenuine and like put stuff on my list that I actually haven't seen. So this list actually could get much, much worse if I end up watching a bunch of these other straight to video stuff. But anyways, here are 10 movies from Disney plus that I have seen that um, I think are at the very least, bad, you know, not very enjoyable to like a couple of these are are really terrible. And I I didn't take the time to put these in a ranking. So I apologize for that in advance, but I'll just go ahead and just kind of go through the list from in just a random order. And and then maybe if if you have an idea for how to rank these, you can help me out with a, you know, 10 to to one type of thing. So, all right. Uh, First one is planes. This is a a lot of people mistake this movie to be a Pixar film. It's it's not actually Pixar. It is kind of a, I mean, this is a spiritual successor, I guess, to Cars. It's it's not actually a Pixar movie, but it looks like Pixar. It's a, just a Disney movie, and basically, they were trying to capitalize on the the popularity and prosperity of the Cars franchise, and it just didn't it just didn't land. No pun intended. It, it's it's about planes instead of cars and honestly i, I don't think that the the cars characters are, are that like lovable and identify you know like you can identify with them and i think it just got worse with with planes it's just like really a, a lazy um kind of re- recycle of like the cars franchise movies but just i mean it's, it feels like a ripoff in in every way so there's I don't know. Like Dane Cook is in it, and he's like, he gets like super annoying like throughout the the rest of the movie. I think a lot of the dialogue is pretty stupid. There's just a really predictable plot. Like there's no there's no there's no like surprises or anything that like to write home about about this movie. I don't think it's like the worst movie ever made or anything like that, but I think it is very just by the numbers kind of movie and it just, again, it's, it's about like anthropomorphic planes. So it's just not, I barely like the cars movies and the planes movies. Um, I haven't, I don't even think I've seen the second one. Um, so yeah, the first planes movie is definitely on my list. Um, to kind of, to go along with that, uh, I would definitely put cars two on my list. It's one of the worst movies that I've seen on Disney plus, we kind of already talked about it previously in the show so i won't you know hammer it home too much but it is just a really stupid idea for a plot the the whole you know spy thriller type of thing it really takes like characters that are very in the first movie are like you know down home you know feel like characters that you've that you've maybe known grown up with or whatever, and basically sets it in like a James Bond style thriller. And I think it just flat out like loses kids. I I know like my daughter watched it and like, I don't even think she could tell you what that movie is even about. There's some pretty flashy action scenes and things like that. But again, it's cars like it's, it's cars that are going around doing these things. So it's just, it's, it's silly and dumb and n- not always in a fun way. So it, it really kind of features Tom Mater as well. And I just don't think Mater is, is honestly that he's, he's kind of funny at times, but to, to like make Mater like the star of the show and like, like put the entire plot, like on his shoulders, it just, it was never going to work. So it, the movie is not very good. It's, it's kind of a, a weird exception to the Pixar rule, which is, you know, almost all their stuff is good. So cars Two is, is not, not a good one. All right. Uh, Third one I have is Kazam and if Jack is listening to this he might take issue with this I don't know I think I think he kind of enjoys watching this kind of film but so Kazam is if you haven't seen it is like an, a 90s uh, Shaquille O'Neal is like a rapping genie basically that gives this kid like you know his three wishes that kind of thing it's like I mean it's Shaq so Maybe this isn't much of a shocker, but the, the acting is terrible. <laughs> it's really, really bad. He, unfortunately, is kind of like the titular character, so he's in it a lot and he's not very good. He raps in this film, which I didn't even know that Shaq was a rapper. I guess he's like, I think he's released some like tracks, like albums and stuff like that. But boy, his, his, uh, his rapping is like really, really stupid. There's this one line that I had to look up because I couldn't remember exactly how it went, but, but it was, <laughs> one of the, one of the lines, I think it's in one of the rap songs. He says, those babies had rabies and he, and we was in Hades. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, what am I watching right now? Um, so it's the, the visual effects don't hold up, which, you know, it's 1996. So you can kind of forgive some of that, I guess, but like, it looks really, really bad nowadays. I just, I don't think this is a movie that like modern day kids are going to watch and go, Oh yeah, I love it. It's mostly just for like people that grew up around Shaq and, 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 you know, just that culture, you know, basketball culture and rap culture and stuff like that in the 90s. So, if you grew up with this movie, you probably have a fondness for it, but I don't know that there's a lot of uh, reason to back that up nowadays, um, just for, you know, for a modern audience, I guess I should say. So, um, let's see, what's number four on my list? I have... Uh, blank check. Uh, Grant's going to be upset about this one, perhaps. But uh, we, we actually reviewed blank check on this podcast. You can go back and find a whole, you know, forty minute discussion on this movie. It's it is not always terrible, but there are some points. There are some certain parts in the movie that are like total cringe. I'm one hundred percent ramp it up to full cringe. And one, one thing I know Grant already knows what, what I'm about to say next, but. There is literally a scene where there is like an adult woman who ends up going on this date with this the you know the the main I guess let me give, give you the main premise of the of the movie is that this kid basically gets written a, a blank check and it it like caches like I mean, he writes in like a million dollars or whatever it is and he ends up cashing it and it goes through like it actually works and so he's a millionaire kid 11 year old kid like overnight so like the premise of it is actually kind of cool it's like okay well, what would you do with a million dollars if you were 11 but then from there it just gets really stupid and silly and he ends up blowing that money on like just really ridiculous things and he ends up you know meeting this like much older one i like, she's probably like it, like 1920 maybe 21 and he like falls in love with her which you know is not uncommon for an 11 year old to like have a like an older crush or whatever but like he asks her out on a date and she says yes and they go out on a date together and there's a moment where like i think she kisses him on the cheek or something like that it's like it's super creepy and super weird like this movie would would never work today just because of the culture that we live in now and <laughs> for good reason i think in some ways so yeah it's it's a uh, it's it's not a like, like movie critics were never going to review this movie very well. And I just think, like, even by today's standards from like non critics, it's just, it's, it's not very funny. I, I think it's going for, for humor. And I'm sure it was very funny back in 1994. But nowadays, I don't think it lands as well. That said, I think there's like some cool, you know, little scenes here and there. And, I like the the final scene with like this big party that he throws and stuff like that. I actually kind of liked that scene. Like it's it's pretty cool and uh, not like so think like Home Alone, but like just you know him spending just gobs of money on like this this like one time party. You know, I spent like six figures on this party and everything like that. It gets kind of kind of fun at the end, but boy, it's it's cheese it's cheese to the max. And I uh, did not love that movie. So. That's one on my list. Okay, this fifth one's kind of a cheat. It's it's like a whole franchise of movies is what I'm including here. But I, if you wanted me to pick one, I guess I could pick one. But any of the Buddies movies. Now, some of these movies are like there's placeholders for. So th- these are like the movies that are a lot, most of them I think straight to video that are based on the Airbud uh, franchise. I guess you could say it is a Airbud is this movie that we actually covered on the horrible movie podcast, if that tells you anything about this, or maybe it was on this podcast podcast. I can't remember Um, about this dog that basically becomes a football player, uh, like a high school football. He's on a high school football team as ridiculous and stupid as that sounds. The movies just get worse from there and it involves, Um, I don't know if it's like bud or I think his name is bud, that dog, like the golden retriever is in all the other movies as well. Or if it's just like, more golden it's mostly golden retrievers i think in these movies so if you're into like you know dogs that can talk or animals that can talk kind of movies you might be interested in this but there's like seven or eight of them i think in the air buddies series and they're really stupid so there were five air bud movies i don't know i'm going into like you know the history of a franchise you probably don't care about they've released like a movie almost every year five air bud movies and then here are the, here's the list of the other ones. Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies, which Space Buddies and Sp- Santa Buddies came out in the same year, uh, 2009. Spooky Buddies, which is like a Halloween type thing. Treasure Buddies, which is like Indiana Jones, National Treasure, S- and then Super Buddies. And they released, everything I just list, listed a second ago came out in during the seven year time, time frame. So like seven movies from 2006 to 2013. Uh and then the, there there's actually a couple more that came out in that same fr- time frame. Uh so th- there's a couple Santa Pause movies, The Search for Santa Pause and Santa Pause 2. Now, not all of these are on Disney Plus. Some of them are coming to Disney Plus, and one in particular I saw that was coming in November. There's another one coming in September. I'm sure we'll we'll cover that when we do like this week on Disney Plus <laughs> here in a couple months. But these movies are obviously terrible. I don't think you have to watch them to to know that. I've watched a couple of them. I watched Airbud. Uh, Gold or Golden Receiver was the one that that we talked about. I, that's technically the second movie, and yeah, because Airbud, the first Airbud is basketball. So yeah, apologies there for people who care. And then, like, they released all these other ones. I would say if I and it, I this is where I break my rule because actually I haven't seen this movie. But if I had to pick one, I would maybe choose Space Buddies. So here is the premise for Space Buddies. I'm just going to read it to you. Um, yeah, it goes like this. Disney's noble talking puppies are back and going where nobody has gone before the, the moon. Moving at warp speed, dodging asteroids and more, this out-of-this-world adventure is one small step for dog, one giant leap for dog kinds. With their two stellar new friends, the buddies, like anyone cares, the, the buddies must use their courage and ingenuity to launch plans for a moon landing. These are dogs. And start the countdown for the trip back home. So I've not watched this, this film. I probably never will. This is the one that's coming out in November. So I guess technically it's not even on Disney plus yet, but there are several of these films that are on Disney plus. I couldn't find the air, any of the air, Bud movies on the on there. So that it must be tied up in licensing deals right now. But yeah, any of the Bud, buddies movies, I can tell you right now, not worth your time unless you're just like really just a sucker for like dogs that could talk. So anyway, Number six on my list, I have, these are all in no particular order, of course, still, The Rocketeer. Uh, we've talked a lot about that on the show. We did a whole episode about The Rocketeer, which I thought I was going to love it because I remember liking it when I was a kid. I remember a lot of my friends loving it. This movie does not hold up in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't care if you've seen it before or have not seen it. It is not a good movie. There's, It's just flat boring for a lot of it. There's... A total lack of action scenes. There's like three really main action scenes in the movie. Some of the lines are really stupid. There's just really bad acting in some places. There's a, a premise that's uh, initially kind of cool, but then it gets super, the plot gets super weird with introducing Nazis and stuff that we've already talked about on the show. So I don't want to rehash all that, but boy, it is, it is not a fun movie to go back to. And they're talking about making a sequel on it. Like Grant was saying earlier, which is insane to me, but Anyway, the, the Rocketeer is not worth your time. It's it's uh, it's one of those movies that I think Disney wants people to remember remember fondly, but then when you go back and watch it, it just it's it's not there. Number six on my list, I have Inspector Gadget. This is a movie that's actually on Disney Plus. Um, let's see, was this actually a, mo- a Disney movie? Is Buena Vista, which I think is like a subsidiary of Disney? Maybe I, I should know that, but anyway, this was a, a Let's see, nineteen ninety nine movie, starring Matthew Broderick as the titular character Inspector Gadget, and Rupert Everett and Andy Dick is in it for a little bit. Boy, I I see so I grew up on Inspector Gadget the show. Like that was like a you know uh, Saturday morning, mid you know uh, midweek afternoon kind of show for me to watch the the original cartoon. And I remember the cartoon being really fun. Like it had good animation and. You know, Inspector Gadget has all these tools to, at his disposal, and boy, do they just just completely destroy <laughs> the 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 goodwill of that of the of the series, like a TV series and stuff like that. The running time on this movie is only seventy eight minutes long, so basically just barely enough to be like a feature film. Um, it it doesn't really say true to the original source material at all. Which, for people that love the show, I, I'm sure they were anticipating that, and it just didn't have it the acting in the movie is terrible, really terrible. Like even from Matthew Broderick and stuff like that, you know, he's a good actor. I think in other things, he's just, he's, he's really bad. And Rupert Everett is the Dr. Claw character. And he's trying to do like an impression of Dr. Claw from the, the TV show. And it just doesn't come off. It's really, really, really bad. And then, I'll, I'll kind of end with this. There's a long list of things I uh, gripes I could say about this movie. Cause I, I really did have like high hopes for the film. And then I went to watch it and I walked out just going, Oh my gosh, what did I just watch? But if you hate like product placement stuff, this is one of the worst ones I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I, I looked up the list cause I, I, I wanted to be clear on like the details of it. So there are product placements for get this. Here's the list. Yahoo, Kodak, Tommy Hilfiger, Sony, RCA, JVC, Forbes, Gateway 2000, Nike, Energizer, Crayola, Pez, Magic 8-Ball, Coca-Cola, Surge, Sprite, McDonald's, Skittles, M&M's, Toyota, and, and actually the list goes on even from there. So uh, it is like just beyond just cheesy and stupid. The, the movie had a $90 million budget, which gosh, I don't even know where that money went. And it made 134 at the box office, so te- technically it made money. They even made a sequel to it, which is crazy. Uh, it was direct to video, but I-, I can't believe that they made it at all. But it's just un- it's just a not funny movie with weird, you know, cartoon sa- sound effects during you know action scenes, and it's uh, it's one of those movies. I'm not sure who it's for. It's it, you know it's very kiddish, but then all live action with no animation, so it's uh yeah super weird um, don't recommend that film or I'm sure the sequel, I haven't seen the sequel or else that movie would probably be on my list too. All right. Uh, let's see. This is number. Well, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Now this is number eight on my list is the good dinosaur. Now this is a Pixar movie and I should say, you know, I guess cars Two is also a Pixar movie, but I should say like Pixar films are Uh, like most people in the world, uh, among my favorite films of all time. The Good Dinosaur was one that was, is probably one of my biggest disappointments. I I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes for Cars 2 going into that movie. And so when it fell flat, I was just like, eh, I kind of got what I expected there. With The Good Dinosaur, I actually was like going into this movies, having watched the trailer, like this looks really cute. Uh, It's about, you know, dinosaurs and um, this really just adorable main character. And I, like, I actually was like, I was really excited to watch this movie and I came away like there were parts of the movie where I was legit bored, where I was just like, Oh, when is this thing? How long has this movie been going? How, you know, how much longer till it's over? I remember watching this in the theater with my wife and like both of us just being like, I think we were even whispering in the movie like, is this movie good? Like, are you enjoying this? And, um, boy, it's, it's, it's really kind of crappy the the movie makes references to a lot of other movies and but the, like it makes reference to movies that are doing what they're trying to do even better um like you know et or jungle book or the lion king stuff like that are kind of referenced through, throughout the movie but it's not it's it's not doing the doing it as well as those movies it's it's just a boring movie for a lot of it um now visually i think it's it's gorgeous like it looks you look at screenshots and clips of it and it, it's beautiful to look at like every other Pixar movie out there but it's just not it's not a very compelling story at all so as far as like disappointments it's it's one of the highest on my list where I was legit like looking forward to seeing that film and just didn't enjoy it so that's that one um let's see number nine. Uh, jungle to jungle. And there's that's a number two in between those words. Jungle to jungle. Now, if you were like me, were a big um, Tim Allen fan back in the 90s, you were pretty excited for this. This kind of came at the height of the home improvement kind of craze in, in 1997. And it was a movie that. I thought trailer well, like I, I was like, okay, this is going to be funny. I really like Tim Allen. I, I was pretty, pretty excited to go see this one. It released in 1997 and I was really big and high on Tim Allen at the time, but boy, this movie is stupid, stupid, stupid from beginning to end. It is not uh, fun to watch at all. It's not very funny. It is Tim Allen. I think at his worst, as far as like, just, you know, him trying stuff that just didn't work. And I I don't know. Let let me read the premise of it just in case you're not familiar with the film. Because honestly, like, I don't know that a lot of people even saw this movie. It had a $60 million box office. Now that's more than what its budget was. But I don't know that a lot of people have even seen this. It is on Disney Plus. so You can watch it. But the premise of the movie is basically Tim Allen's character basically Finds out that he has like a thirteen-year-old son that he didn't know about. I think if I remember correctly, and he his son lives in like a Venezuelan tribe. It's like a Amazon, you know, primitive kind of people tribe. And he, upon becoming a man at thirteen, has to go to New York. And his his main mission basically is to uh, bring fire from the Statue of Liberty back to the tribe. Uh, to it's like this uh, coming of age kind of mission that he has to go to to prove that he's a man and which there is no actual like real fire in the Statue of Liberty and so you know he gets up there and it's not even real and a lot of the humor is kind of centered around you know this out, out of world kind of experience for him like he's used what he's used to is Amazon jungle you know tribal life and then he's going into like the big city and you've seen this a thousand times in a bunch of other movies that do i'm sure do it much better but you know him just kind of f- being out of his element uh type of thing and you know i think tim allen you know tries he's kind of pl- pl- he's kind of playing it serious and straight-laced for a lot of it but also is trying to you know, insert some some humor. Martin Schwartz in this movie as well, doing his darndest to try to bring some some funny to it. And I think he has, if I remember correctly, he tell, tells a few jokes that that lands okay. But boy, the movie's just not compelling. It's just boring. Like it's from beginning to end, it's, it's predictable and just unfunny and not really going anywhere uh that you care about so it's also kind of long like it's it's uh it's about 15 minutes shy of two hours so it's it's just not it doesn't hit check any of the boxes that you would expect with with this kind of film so definitely skip that one if you see it on disney plus all right um my last one i have is one that i don't know that uh, like a lot of people would even know about um, it is Gulliver's Travels. Now that that movie's been done, like that s- story has been told a couple different ways, so you have to specifically look for the 2010 uh, version of it. This is with Jack Black, so you, you'll if you see Jack Black on the poster, you know you found the right one. Gulliver's Travels in 2010 is awful, and let me tell you why. It is based on like you know this old kind of fairy tale thing that you've read before in in books and other movies have done it, you know, parodied it and stuff like that. But it is, it's referential to that old, you know, original story, but has almost nothing to do with it. So like, it's changed a lot of like the main points of the story and the, the goal of like the storytelling, what it's trying to, what you're trying to learn, like watching it. And it's very like, it's basically just kind of all just pop culture references for the most part. It even references references, other movies like Titanic and the empire strikes back in like really stupid ways. Um, where like they're re- reenacting scenes from those movies. Um, but not like doing it very well or not very, in a very funny way. There's a ton of product placement in it. The, some of the, the acting is kind of sketch. It is super juvenile. Like there's a part where Gulliver like peas on a, on a building to extend to <laughs> extinguish the fire. It's, it's really stupid and, um, uh, very, you know, Just not at all like it doesn't, wouldn't relate to adults in any way, shape, or form. There's some romance or romantic stuff in here that goes absolutely nowhere. There's a lot, a lot of just filler, you know, in between scenes. The movie is just like not enjoyable to watch at all. And honestly, like the critics panned this one pretty hard when it came out. I think a lot of people were pretty high on Jack Black at the time. And this was just like a total swing and a miss for him. Like it, it kind of, um, let's see, when did School of Rock come out? It feels like it was kind of around the same time. Oh, it's, okay. School of Rock it was 2003. So about seven years after School of Rock. But like he had some hits leading up to this movie. And this one came out, and everyone's like, all right, sweet. Jack Wack is Gulliver and Gulliver's Travels. And there's, they, people just walked, walked, out, walked out going, like, oh my gosh. So on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it has like a 20%. Uh, average rating of 3.9 out of 10. It's uh, not a good film. So definitely skip this version of it. There I'm sure are like older versions of it. If you want to like know the story of 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 Gulliver, like I'm sure there are like much better renditions of it to watch than this one. So uh, that is the last one on my list. So I um, still want to do What's new on Disney Plus? Um, That's the only thing uh, that we would do like towards the end of the show. And uh, it's kind of a different episode, but I did want to at least let you know kind of what's coming up on Disney Plus as I record this episode. So it is, uh, let's see, I'm recording this on July 26th. So we're looking at uh, Wednesday the 28th and Friday the 30th. And let's see, the 28th, uh, this Wednesday, is going to be the following. Monsters at Work, Episode five. I, I've said this before, I, I that show's just okay. I, I think your your kids will like it and you'll chuckle a couple times at each episode, but it's it doesn't it continues to not be very good. But episode five is coming out on Wednesday. Turning the tables with Robin Roberts is let's see, get personal with Robin Roberts and some of Hollywood's groundbreaking women as they bear witness to their incredible journeys on their path to purpose. Each episode is a profound conversation filled with emotion and inspiration. Listen to never before heard stories about how these grand groundbreakers came face to face with their vulnerability, authenticity, and intuition. There are, I guess, four episodes of it and they're all just landing, I think on the same day. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday. So, Um, probably something more for girls, but, um, guys might enjoy it as well. So that comes out on Wednesday, Turner and Hooch episode two, a good day to dog hard is that episode. I have not watched the first episode, so I can't tell you if that's going to be good or not. Um, a new show is coming out on Wednesday. This actually, honestly, is one I might watch. It's definitely for kids, but I am intrigued by these characters, just my, my own personal history with them, but Um, A new show is launching on Wednesday. It's called Chippendale Park Life. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, like, really, Chippendale? But I I don't know. It could be good. The animation looks really cute, and it's a little different. It's more like a modern kind of Disney um, animation. Some of the stuff they've been doing with Mickey Mouse kind of looks like this. And um, it's so episode one is three different stories. I'm not sure how this is going to work. Like, is each story like seven minutes long or whatever? But it is... um, uh, just silly stories about Chip and Dale, and it's animated. So, I feel like these are going to be short enough that it's probably something that your kids are going to want to watch, and you might want to sit down with them for seven minutes or whatever to watch it as well. So, so yeah, that's that's one a new show that's coming out this Wednesday. The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse Batch Two um, premieres on Wednesday. Uh, Disney Junior Tots Season Two. Is coming out. I'm assuming they're just going to drop the entire season on Wednesday. They are doing this more and more where like the the current season of of the show just wrapped, you know, season 2 finished on the Disney Junior channel, you know, a month ago or whatever, and now you can watch the whole season on Disney Plus. So, um Tots uh, season 2 is coming out. And the last thing for Wednesday is Critter Country Vets season 2. This is about two lifelong friends who own and operate Critter Fixer Veterinary Hospitals. I feel like there's been several shows like this that have been about vets. (laughs) Uh, I guess everyone loves stuff about animals. So, of course, uh, this Friday, July 30th, the big one, the one that we've been waiting for, and I'm sure we're going to be covering on this show, is Jungle Cruise. Um, It comes out on Friday, and this was a a ride that I love from Disneyland's growing up and, uh, you can ride it at, at Disney worlds, uh, as well. It's, um, you know, the, the ride is a nothing ride. I mean, it's kind of like pirates of the Caribbean, honestly, like it's, there's not much of a story there. It's just, you know, in jungle cruise, like in the ride, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney world, it's basically about just going on this like river, rivers, like an Amazon, Amazonian kind of river. And the, basically the guide is like, you know, making fun of like the props and stuff that are around on the ride. It's you're literally in a boat on like, on like literal water as you're going through the waters. I'm sure like two feet deep, but, um, you're going on, on this, this cruise and it's mostly about the humor that takes place like on the ride. And a lot of it, the, the enjoyment of the ride is like, which, you know, cruise, um, tour guide you get and how funny they are about, you know, cracking jokes and stuff like that. So, but this is the rock and it looks awesome. Like it's looks action packed. It, it's I think this is like basically like the second coming of pirates is what they're hoping this is going to be. So it's going to be available in theaters of course, but also on Disney plus premier access. So it's something that we'll be talking about on this show for sure. So that's the big one this Friday. Uh, High School Musical, the musical of the series, season two is wrapping. It's finally over (laughs) this Friday. The finale is going to come out on uh, Friday morning. So I will be watching that, see if it it can stick the landing. It's certainly been a rough ride this season. So we'll see how it wraps up on Friday. The Mysterious Benedict Society episode seven comes out. Uh, Star Wars, the Bad Batch episode 14 comes out. There's just a couple more episodes after that one uh garfield the movie is finally out this is one that i knew was coming and uh it's not one that i'll probably watch but uh it is honestly kind of beloved from i know several kids that like love this movie so uh, that one is finally coming to disney plus and i'm sure a lot of kids will be watching it on friday uh, garfield the movie disney's sydney to the mask uh, max uh, season three is coming out on friday And then lastly, Built for Mars, the Perseverance Rover is a National Geographic behind-the-scenes look at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory to follow the birth of the Perseverance Rover. So uh, this rover that's like driving around on Mars, kind of cool. So if you're into spacey kind of stuff, especially documentaries, then that is one that you'll probably want to check out on Friday, Built for Mars, the Perseverance Rover. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. It's been a very different episode and, and a lot of fun. Um, this was all Grant's ideas, so thanks to Grant for coming up with the idea of doing a, a top ten about the worst movies on Disney Plus. Typically, we're we try to cover the stuff that we love, and you know, we've covered some stuff that we don't love, <laughs> really by mistake, if anything, in the past you know, a couple years of the show, but, but we did think it would be kind of fun to, to be negative for one episode and just talk about some of the the trash that's on Disney Plus because not everything that's on Disney Plus is gold. And we've definitely covered a lot of that today. So thanks for listening to the show. Um, Let us know if you want to hear us talk about something on the podcast, something that, that we haven't seen that you think we should watch or send us your own review on something that you've watched on Disney Plus, especially something we haven't covered. We'd love to read your email on the show or you can send us an audio file that we can play go ahead and send an email to Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com. That's PLUS all spelled out. Disney PLUS reviews at hotmail.com. Next time on the show, we are going to be, I'm sure talking about uh, jungle cruise and maybe a little bit of high school musical. It depends on if grants had a chance to watch all of the episodes or not. And we should be able to record that here in another week or so. So it should be fairly on time you know the usual monday tuesday kind of thing next week so go watch uh disney uh go watch jungle cruise on uh premier access or in your your local your local theater if it's safe for you to do that and then come back for our discussion on that hopefully we'll we'll have watched it and be ready to talk about it for the next episode we'll talk to you then